Russell Brand. Rock and roll. Radio that's branded for trouble. 100% fire brand. Russell Brand on TalkSport. Hello. Matt Morgan, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> you all right, mate? I'm good. A bit tired. It's been a long week. You must never tell people you're tired on the Whoops. radio. Because, say, Bruce Forsyth or them old school entertainers, they, they never, ever go. Like, Bruce Forsyth, imagine when he's doing Strictly Come Dancing or whatever. He must always be tired, because he's so bloody old. <laughs> but he'll never go, I'm old. You say you're tired. I've heard you say that on stage. I know, and that's how I know not to do it, because I've realised through saying it, I'm always going, oh, I'm tired, I feel ill, I've got an hard on. Then I realised... <laughs> You never see Brucey say that. Oh, 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 good guy, good guy. Oh. Didn't uh, Brucey throw a shoe at someone we know's head? Brucey, we've got a friend, Andy, who uh, for a while wrote for Brucey. And what happened was, is one day he wrote Brucey some jokes, and uh, Brucey didn't like those jokes. And he got angry, and uh, like, he threw his shoe at our mate Andy's head. But the thing was, Brucey was wearing brogues, and it took him ages to get it off. So he had to sustain the anger all the way from, oh, you bastard, he's a crap, good guy, nice to see you, bastard. That's proper old school, isn't it? You've never done that. That's the old school of like, you know, them people, all right, they never go, I'm tired, so their professionalism is to be warranted. They throw shoes at people's heads. <laughs> but the people in Birmingham are going to get such a vivacious, love lawn, stiff show thrust at them. <laughs> A chocolate-dipped night to remember. Cadbury's, Bourneville. No one likes Bourneville. Why didn't bother put them in, in the roses? It's the same company. Huh? Cadbury's, Bourneville. It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but the Bourneville, the actual... I'm not having to go at Bourneville the place, but Bourneville the chocolate is shit, isn't it? You have... First have a dairy milk, then the one with the little hazelnut, then the whirly one. You are a controversial comedian. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who knows what I'll say next? <laughs> Quality Street, bunch of cunts. <laughs> I didn't like that on the Quality Street lid. I didn't like that posh couple. They're like these ponces dancing around in old days clothes. You, look, you used to dress like that a bit. <laughs> I was playing the part of that man <laughs> for the early part of my career. You're quite right. Do you know what, as well? Like, Cadbury, everyone here will know this, presumably, because it's their town, Birmingham, as the Americans call it. Like, their... E. Cadbury, right, he set up a village for all these, the workers at the factory. He goes, you fucking come and live here, right? And don't drink. Like, he invented hot chocolate as a replacement for booze. Now, Matt, as a man who likes occasional glass of booze, would you care to replace that with a delicious cup of Bovril or hot chocolate or something? No, that's completely stupid. What, so he stopped them drinking alcohol so they'd work harder in his evil factory? He was like an evil wonka. <laughs> Denying the Oompa Loompas, who, let's face it, were slaves, proper booze to get them through. The, like, that's the only thing. If you're working in Wonka's factory, the only thing you've got to look forward to is getting pissed. And, he, and Wonka, stroke Cadbury, won't even allow that. What a bastard. More controversial comedy. <laughs> and I don't like Barack Obama. <laughs> Has he let you down? He's let me down. You thought he was Jesus for a while, didn't you? I liked him Second at first, comment. but I've gone off him. I liked his birds, I liked all of the Obamas. The fella that done that drawing, Shepard Fairey, did the famous Barack Obama Hope poster. That makes me 
think I'm president now. <laughs> did you ask him, to, did you approach him or did he say, I've done Obama. The only next step for me <laughs> is Bookie Wook 2. <laughs> I'm not going to fuck about. I'm going to go from top to the very bottom. <laughs> I'm not going to try and gradually work down. I'm going to plumb it into a canyon of despair. Canyon of despair is the kind of language that makes me think of poetry. The word poetry makes me think of poet. We were never just a double act. There was always another prong to our triumvirate. Please welcome to the stage, Mr. G. All right, mate. I'm good. Sit with me now. Some of the earlier nights you sat with Matt. What does he do over there that makes you sit with me? No, you demanded that you want to sit next to Noel and just shoved me and Matt over in a little... I don't want to sit next to Noel. I get no pleasure from having Noel Gallagher's nut musk drifting towards me. <laughs> yeah, we're on the radio now. If we had a radio, we could just put that on and we could all just sit here and relax. <laughs> like our talk sport show that we're recording for now, that is literally on the wireless, so we could just like, put the radio on. No, that's lazy, isn't it? We're not live on the radio, has this been explained to you? That's not allowed <laughs> to happen anymore. No. <laughs> I know, I'm so sorry, sorry, sorry what I've done. But there's a telephone here, and by the end of the evening, I am going to upset every single old sitcom star in the world. They want it. People like it. Who would you go for next? Blakey from On The Buses. <laughs> Baldrick, that time team was fucking boring. They meant real antiques. <laughs> Baldrick. We're obsessed with Baldrick, ain't we, mate? Yeah, we've been thinking about that a lot. We think about it a bit too much. Big mouth, big hair, big brand radio. Now let's do what I can only describe. Uh, this is, we're in Birmingham, we're making this for a radio show, so let's try and understand where we are, Birmingham. So I've got uh, some stories here that are about your city, Birmingham, from your local paper called... What is your local paper? Birmingham this yep. is from the Birmingham Mail. <laughs> it's your, t your town, isn't it? Brum, cops, nab, Polish, fugitive. Polish. Fair enough. <laughs> I just thought it was a very, very shiny criminal. Smooth criminal. Smooth criminal. Thinking about Michael Jackson, the clues are always there. Smooth criminal. Mm. Bad. Dangerous. <laughs> Bad. Dangerous. Smooth criminal. You did what? <laughs> I tried to tell you. <laughs> no, I'm not okay, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Brum cops nab Polish fugitive. Yeah, that is more likely. A fugitive thug described <laughs> as one of Poland's most wanted criminals has finally been caught hiding in Birmingham. I will go to Birmingham. <laughs> Just hidden it, he hid in Birmingham like it was a cupboard. Wanted, that's a weird word to use for a criminal. Wanted. Well, it's, it's quite, you know. Makes him desirable. Yeah. Oh, I want you. You said the most wanted woman, it sounds good. Yeah. It's most, most wanted Most criminal. heinous, most terrible. Yeah, most vindictive. They're making him say, I want a fucking calendar of this guy now. <laughs> His name is Piotr Wesek, or Wesek. 
He's aged 29. Piotre Wesik was aged 29, was convicted of a string of horrific offences. This better not get fucking dark, because we, we don't read these things before we come on. That's why they want them scandals happen. So we just stagger out and say stuff, and then people go, oh, it turns out Potra Wesik eats kidneys' bums. <laughs> Kids' bums. Or children's kidneys. Could go either way. Or bums' kidneys, if you're an American tramp with an open wound in your stomach. I think that's why we're going to stick to the bits that have been highlighted. What, the highlighted bits? Yes. That was what, I just thought that some, <laughs> that the tango man had piddled on the page. <laughs> but this highlighting's to help me. I get it. Piotr Wesik was convicted of a string of horrific offences in his homeland, but fled the country, fled, before being sentenced in his absence to 39 years behind bars. That's stupid. You will go to prison for 39 years in Scotland, apparently. <laughs> there's no point sentencing someone to something if that person ain't there. Also fled. Fled. He kind of fled. He'll have no to dignity. have been at an airport. <laughs> Fled's panic. No bloody hell, what have I done? It's not good. Right, go on. He should have a bit more dignity about his escape. Wesick lied about his name. I hope he's lying now, because Wesick's a mad name. But police checks soon uncovered his real identity and his catalogue of crimes <laughs> dated back to 1999, which is a good year for crimes. Let's party like it's 1999. <laughs> they included beating a man with a baseball bat, beating a man with a club, and bundling a man into the boot of a car <laughs> before beating him. <laughs> he mixed it up on that last one. Why a baseball for, bat and a club? Thank God, I'm just being put into the boot. No, the beating <laughs> comes now. <laughs> Baseball bat and a club are two similar weapons. Yeah. It's not worth differentiating. Yeah, a baseball bat and a club, unless it was like a club chocolate biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> and now is your final humiliation, the minty club. Ah, <laughs> oh, I hate the orange ones, at least it's minty. <laughs> Someone there with a devoted to the orange clubs. Yeah. They are. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of partisan feeling among the people. And for God's sake, let's not get into City versus Villa or West Brom or any of them kind of areas. People are prepared to stab each other over club biscuits. <laughs> Polish authorities were informed and he's now been sent back to his homeland to serve his sentence. Detective Chief Inspector Carl Southwick, Carl Southwick, who led the capture, said his arrest has taken a very dangerous man from our streets. What about all the fucking others? They're still out there. Cadbury's chocolates calmed nobody. I'm still as wired as ever I was. I think women have a sports correspondent. Now, Mr. G, earlier on, you selected us a sports correspondent. Legend has it, he is called Nick. Where is this Nick character, and how do you know he is a bloody expert on sports? He knew everything about the Commonwealth Games, absolutely everyone. Everything he's about he's the Commonwealth Games? He's an expert, he put everyone else to shame. He brought shame in the area of Commonwealth Games. Please welcome to the stage our sports correspondent, a man called Nick. Where is he? Here he comes. He's got his hands in his pockets. Don't try and get over the safety net, Nick. I don't know, matter how much you know about the Commonwealth Games, that is a dangerous trench. Come on, mate, I'll look after you. <laughs> Where are we going to put you? Up there on that chair. All right, mate, well, you're here under the acknowledgement. Please sit down, relax, help yourself. You'll, you'll be safe initially. <laughs> Tell us something about uh, the Commonwealth Games, because you've impressed G, and that's not easily done. 
Uh, England have the second most amount of medals in the Commonwealth Games, and Australia have the first. <laughs> Bloody well, thank you. That's, a, that's an undeniable fact. Australia, I'm angry that Australia got more than us because we invented that country. <laughs> so can't we change the rules a bit to get rid of some of their records? Like go, oh, you know them ones you've won, like running, yeah, that's not a record now. Ah, come on, mate, that's our country. Has he got any more sports facts? Because that's pretty weak. I like that sports. Do you, you I do... like it, but, but if wanna... it's the only one... Matt needs another fact. You've got your own mic, actually, so tell us a fact, Nick. Manchester United striker Dimitar Berbatov has 20 cigarettes a day. What a bastard! What? He's a premiership footballer, eh? smoking fags! They all used to, didn't they? They used to smoke at the touchline. Yeah, in the good old days, when, like, you know, mullets and that, yeah, go, go to the match on the bus, smoke fags, have a wank. <laughs> but this is the day of the modern athlete, Matt. They shouldn't be smoking 20 fags. If I was a United fan, I'd say, well, what about last season's form? It's because he's puffing away on fags. I'm angry. What does he do? He bangs up heroin in the evenings. I don't think he did heroin, really. But you said he did. Ah, cigarettes. That is one of Nick's sporting facts. Think how much better he'd be if he didn't smoke. He'd be so much better. He's arrogant. And imagine if he got off the drugs that Nick claims he's on. This is Talk Sport. <laughs> Berbatov's a junkie, says our expert sports correspondent, Nick. Thanks for telling us that. Got any facts on Rooney? <laughs> Someone over there just went, he's a knob. <laughs> I have one They've fact. turned on, on him. I've got one fact recently. He's been dropped by Coca-Cola for one of his adverts recently for a scandal. I really like your attitude, Nick. <laughs> You're on it. Uh, yeah, I have got a fact. He's been dropped by Coca-Cola because of a scandal recently. And also, you were professional enough not to get into the details of the scandal. Which I liked. I might, you were one of the best sporting correspondents we've ever had. I think it's best not to talk about scandal on the radio. Really. I think you're probably right. <laughs> Let's do a little bit more news, see what's going on in the Birmingham area, where we undoubtedly are. Just did a pepper burp. That's what we call it in the trade. <laughs> Us pep heads, we've been dubbed by the tabloids. He's not even a real doctor. Fraudster... Pin <laughs> pin! Oh, it still hurts. Still hurts. Matt Morgan, original victim. Matt Morgan, original victim. Has there been other victims, though? What, mate? Has anyone actually been pin pinned? I've been pin pinned. Someone... I was in an AA meeting, and someone come up to me and pin pin me. Glad it weren't an NA meeting, because it could have been a junkie, and I'd have got HIV. Dark. <laughs> Too dark. Oh. Pin-pinning people with <laughs> hypodermic needles is not dark. It is dark. Pin-pin is a phenomenon that began when Matt Morgan, as a boy, was pin-pinned by Darren French, who I like to think of as a hunky sort of a lad. <laughs> Darren French was driven around. Don't glamorise Darren French, because he bullied my mate. So let's not lionise him. Although he was driven around on stunt nuts by one of his... Like lackeys, weren't they? Hey, boss. Hey, boss. You just jump up on the stand that's in the back of my BMX, boss. Oh, the better to pin pin your victim. Quiet, dum dum. That's pretty much how it was. He you... sailed past, went pin pin, and stuck a pin in me. Imagine that happening to a person. Poor man. <laughs> I still enjoy all these years. It's probably 10 years since I first heard that story, and I, it still makes me happy to think of Darren French going by. <laughs> 
to be stabbed by someone with a pin and for that person to say, pin, pin, <laughs> as they do it. It's so mad. I don't know if he just did it to me or he'd done that for a whole day. He, for, like, well, the thing is, Matt, like, this has become an integral part of our culture and our lives. Darren French might not even remember that. No, he's just some doesn't. school bully. Yeah. Where is Darren French? I don't know. I'd like we to, could find him. We could probably. We're in a position now. If we wanted Darren French, we could find him. He's probably still quite hard, is he? Yeah, I reckon. Right, come on. News. This is the news in your city, Birmingham. Fraudster claimed husband was gay. Well, if a fraudster claims anything, you've got to question it. <laughs> Hello, I'm a fraudster and I've got some claims. Right, well, I'm going to stop here. <laughs> a mum of two who fiddled over 42 grand in benefits has claimed her husband was gay. Oh, and claimed her husband was gay, has been spared jail. Deborah Carwright of Teesdale Close, Wolverhampton. Any views on Wolverhampton? Mixed views. Mm. I went there once, everyone was balmy. I tell you what, after, no, seriously, I'm not in a bad way, but after that gig, mate, it was. Wolverhampton? Yeah. I, I had to, I, I water skied out of my dressing room after that gig. There were so many bloody birds, so much crumpet. Sorry. Why are they called Wanderers? Where did that come from? What, mate? Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah, because a wanderer, that's not a good, like, it's not a galvanizing name. A tramp. Um, like for football twos. Huh? Like a tramp. Tramp, isn't it? <laughs> okay, I want a flat back four, and I need you to break in the channel, feed the ball for. Yeah, I don't know, mate. I might, I can't be bothered. Slightly not focused, isn't it? Yeah. They're wanderers. <laughs> the Wolverhampton gadabouts. <laughs> the Wolverhampton skylarkers. Big mouth, big hair, big brand radio. Right, okay, let's learn. Look, Deborah Cartwright of Teesdale Close, Wolverhampton. That's too much information, isn't it? Like. That's literally, that's nearly her entire address. <laughs> we could literally turn up there, Matt, and visit Deborah Cartwright, who claims her husband's gay. She maintained she was a lone parent when she made her claim for council tax benefits. A lone then she... parent? Huh? It's gonna be single parent. They've tried to jazz it up. Like a lone parent. A She's lone a lone parent. <laughs> She's just parenting. She's just walking out of the dawn. A lone parent. It was a time before parents. It was a time of gay marriage. Lone parent on the Serengeti Plains. Lone parent, lone parent in the long grass, stalking the deer of the Serengeti. Can I have me benefits, please? <laughs> Cartwright was already being paid income support, was overpaid a total of 42 grand because of her dishonesty, said Neil Chawler, prosecuting. He told Wolverhampton Crown Court that when he first investigated, Cartwright told them her husband was gay. <laughs> Sorry about that, that's really childish. <laughs> Just because saying my husband's gay sounds mad, doesn't it? Where's the link, though? Why did she just say that? Well, we'll get to the bottom of it, Matt. As did her husband, cheeky. <laughs> Told them her husband was gay and he'd gone to live with a boyfriend in Newcastle. Not his boyfriend. Just a boyfriend. A boyfriend. Unless he had loads. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go and live with one of them. You look after the fucking kids. You got your benefits now. They call me the wanderer. The wanderer. Later, she admitted the story was untrue when she revealed that while the marriage had broken down after a matter of weeks, her husband, Jeffrey did stay on occasions at the house. The judge told her the fraud had gone on for over five years and she'd consistently failed to notify the authorities of the change in her circumstances. 
Ah, oh, poor cow. She's probably in an awful situation. She's there, down Teasdale close. Her husband may or may not be gay. Just sounds confusing. And to tell you the truth, I mean, I think I used to fraudulently claim benefits, and I had the time of my life. <laughs> you also fraudulently claimed to be gay, haven't you? I fraudulently claimed to be gay. I fraudulently claimed... I've, everything in this story, I have done. <laughs> I had a boyfriend in Newcastle. You fraudulently claimed to have AIDS once. I did once have to claim to have AIDS, yes, Matt. You didn't have to. Because I wanted a holiday. <laughs> Tell us I'm that not, story. I'm, that would, listen, anyone would have done it in my position. The position of being fucking nuts. Could have said flu. Nah. But that wasn't good enough for him. It's not good enough, flu. No one's getting a fucking couple of weeks off to go to Spain with flu. AIDS, people <laughs> step back. <laughs> What I said was, right, I was working, I had this job in London, and I goes, can I have two weeks holiday? And they went, no, because, like, this isn't the time for the holiday. And I thought, well, fuck this. I didn't like it. So I just went on the holiday, right? And then when I come back, they went, right, hold on. We said don't go on two <laughs> weeks holiday. Two weeks later, you've come back with a lovely tan. Why is that? And I just thought, if I tell a normal little lie, like flu or I fell over, no one's going to believe it. So go in hard, right, to such a, such a mad lie that people will be frightened and confused by the lie. So I went, I've got AIDS now. <laughs> and everyone went, what? And I went, yep, AIDS. And like, everyone knew I was lying, but no one would tell that lie. That's what made the lie work. You see? So if you just go... Did it work, though? Uh, meh, well, no. you fired? I sort of got sacked for lying or AIDS, I don't know which anymore. <laughs> but it was like, to tell you the truth, why don't people just let me have holiday when I want one? What's weird about that is that if anyone believed you, they would look at you now, all famous, and think, oh, he's done well. <laughs> <laughs> Taking his tablets every day. God, dear, he's really fought through it. <laughs> why can't Mark Fowler from EastEnders show a bit more? <laughs> <laughs> he's on the bill now, or he was. Yeah, yeah Todd Carty. Honestly, when he was on the bill, everyone still thought he had a bit Our of AIDS. Our whole lives he's been around, hasn't he? Yeah, Grange Hill, he was Tucker. Then he didn't he went... have AIDS then? No AIDS there. Not on Grange Hill. That weren't... It was not the fashion. Then EastEnders, AIDS. Then the bill, not AIDS. But everyone thought we still had it. If I met Todd Carty, I'd think I know. he had AIDS. <laughs> so would That's I, That's typecasting. That's how powerful EastEnders is. Like, if you met Doc Cotton, it wouldn't matter how much you went, oh, I'm an actress called June Brown. You'd go, fuck off, clean my pants. <laughs> Doc Cotton, who you uh, resemble in Oh, yeah, mm. Yeah, people think I am a bit like Doc Cotton, don't they? More than a bit. They say I'm a lot like her. I ain't no am I, mate? Yes. Russell Brand on Talk Sport. We'll move on to a new news item. We've got some fantastic guests coming up in a minute. And also, we have got the capacity, Matt, I don't know if you know this, to see live Twitter questions from our audience. Let's have a look yeah, and see if look. there are any live Twitter questions that are broadcastable or readable. It's always that one. Are they filtered? What? Are they filtered? I don't know if they are filtered. I think they just like, come straight out of people's brains. Hope you'll be addressing what the Sun's Bazaar column said about Matt Morgan today. Yes, it said that you are a brilliant comedian in the Bazaar column. So I was naked and pretending to be a dog. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah why did you do that? Because I was drunk. You got naked on Jagermaster and pretended to be a dog. On what? Uh, Jagermaster. Yes, that's what it's called. <laughs> You're not out of touch. <laughs> 
Who is Jager this? Master. This Master Jagger. Is it to do with the Rolling Stones? <laughs> Mind you, you don't drink. It's Michaela. I want to go on the staggy. Hmm, no, this what? will allow that. Where's that? I was outside stage. a pub having a fag. <laughs> I want to go on stage, that says. No, staggy. She's getting stuck in again, old Lisa McElchie-Elsia. I was outside a pub having a fag when a man in a wheelchair asked, why do you smoke when you don't need? We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Branding breast milk storm. Mmm, a tit storm. I like the sound of that. A tit blizzard. Claire Hackett. What does it feel like to know that everyone here could have chosen to watch Michael Bublé at the NIA, but chose you instead? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone. You made a good choice. Oh, so it's the old days, I'm Michael Bublé. Let's pretend the last 60 years of music never happened. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. I think I just like his name, though, Bublé. Bublé. Because Bublé sort of describes his singing style. What kind of singer are you? Bublé, boo, 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 Bublé, boo, boo, boo. Nice. It's rather warm in the grand circle. Two empty seats next to me. Exciting. It's starting. Hand in glove, loud. Sounds like a euphemism, Dirty doesn't it? Dirty pervert. It's rather warm in the grand circle. That's enough of them tweets now. Let's move on with our new news story. The, the pigeon. New news story. Houdini the pigeon escapes to Panama. Bloody obvious he was going to escape. Eventually, he's called Houdini. <laughs> was he called that before? A racing pigeon named Houdini lived up to the name, ah, as part of the story, after vanishing on her hmm, first cross-channel race and eventually turning up in Central America. <laughs> so, all right, guys. All right, sorry. All right, so I've bad. had hell of a journey. Oh, better out of it. <laughs> turning up 5,200 miles from her Midlands home. Owner, Darren Cubberley, close friend of Michael Bublé, doobity-doop, Cubberley. Of Cubberley of Dudley. Oh, I like that. Darren Cubberley of Dudley released the 10-month-old bird in Guernsey for the competition five weeks ago. But when she failed to return from the blah, 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 Cubberley gave up hope of hearing of her ever again. He was stunned, stunned he was, after receiving a phone call from Panama City telling him Houdini had been found alive and well. The bird landed on the roof. <laughs> He decided to get in touch. Because it would be too expensive to transport her home, Houdini will now be making a new life with Mr. Ortiz's family. Why is it expensive to take a pigeon home? Just pop him in your pocket. No. It's not. I took a goldfish home from Spain once. It was no trouble. From your AIDS holiday? Yeah, it was the AIDS holiday, actually. How'd you... I found the cure! <laughs> <laughs> what? I in bought a... it on Las Ramblas. They sell little goldfishes in a, like, a little goldfish bowl that big with a screw-top lid. Carried him home, stuck him in my coat. What? You took him on his hand luggage? Just took him in, his, in my pocket luggage. Really? He wasn't even in my hand. I just don't mention him. Like, and they, people would go, what's that? I just go, hello, don't leave me alone. I've been very ill. <laughs> 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 Do you remember we had them snails, Matt? Giant African snails. We flew around with them for a while. Uh, it was nothing to do with that. Well, you, I met them and named one of them. You named Dickens. one of them. I had these African snails. I got them down Brixton Market, South London. They were friends of mine for a while, yeah. So what? What did you use those for? Just they was my mates. <laughs> Sometimes I like to have a glossy, silvery slick across the nut bag. <laughs> Sometimes a giant African snail is the only way. <laughs> 
Let's leave that you there. You got in trouble. You're about like, to get ruder. Didn't you get done by the RSPCA for that? Yeah, the RSPCA fucking stuck their oar in, saying it was cruel or weird or something. <laughs> Said, mind your own business. What you left them in a hotel room. Yeah, I did. Well, he ordered room service, asked for lettuce, and left them in a box of lettuce. I thought that'd be all right. It was the fucking Hilton. And then Petta gave you sexiest vegetarian of the year. Yeah. After that. Well, I think that was a pretty sexy thing to have done. The snails agreed they had the time of their lives. <laughs> Except the salt on my nut bag did some damage. Let's see what happens to this pigeon, Matt, before I say anything else weird. Because Darren Cubberly, lovely jubbly, said, Gustavo emailed me some pictures of her and she looks in perfect condition. It was hard to understand what Gustavo was saying at first because he speaks little English. English. Oh, I struggle with it. <laughs> but finally, I managed to grasp what had happened. Mr. Ortiz now has to look after the bird because it's too expensive. What's going on with this little pigeon, Udine? It's a weird story, isn't it, Matthew? Very odd. I want that also, pigeon back. Also, how long can it take to grasp what had happened if you see a photo of your pigeon in Panama? What the? Well, this is fucking baffling. <laughs> Anything could have happened here. He's in Panama smoking a cigar with a Panama hat on with this guy. It's a mystery. <laughs> I'm just waiting for your Panama references to run out. A Panama hat and a Panama cigar. I've got a Graham Green one, but it's quite obscure and uh, oh, may not on. be of much use. Go on. That is it. Well, he went there once. I just said, Graham Green. <laughs> once I've said that, I am literally now out of references. Big mouth, big hair, big brand radio. Now, is it times like this that you think, Matt, would it be nice to have some of the pupils from Hogwarts School for Wizards walk out onto this stage? Were you? Yeah. You were literally now thinking you'd like Hogwarts School for Wizard kids to bowl out here. Well, that is going to happen very shortly. But first, let's turn to our sports correspondent, Nick, for a sport fact. Sport fact with Nick. Sport... I'll do a jingle. I'll make one up. Sport facts with Nick. Sport facts with Nick. Give us a sports fact. You show us your dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, one sport fact I am... Um, I'd fact... prefer you just showed us your dick. <laughs> no, give us a sports fact. Come on. One sport fact I found out is that fishing is the biggest participant sport in the world. Thank you. That's a lovely sports fact. What's wrong, Matt? That's you don't sport. seem happy with the fact. That's a sports lie. These people love it. Why can't you be like them? And less like you? And more like that? It can't be true. It is. It's a sport fact. Okay. Let's Why not question him. Why are you arguing? Listen, if we're not going to listen to Nick's sport facts, we might as well get the Bible and the Koran and just smash them up with our fists <laughs> and start a whole new world. Because this lad, as far as I'm concerned, he's the new Jesus. <laughs> Let's just get fully behind him. Okay, we've had a sport fact. The only thing that can possibly improve this situation is James and Oliver Felt, the Weasley twins out of Harry Potter. There they are. They're literally here. Sit on the settee with me, lads. Sit down, sit down, relax, relax. Give them more love, more love. They're from Hogwarts. Oh. I've got some facts. James and Oliver Phelps, your first names can be used to make up Jamie Oliver, who is a cook. Is that true? I guess so, yeah. Your surname can be used to make up Phelps, what is a swimmer. Is that true? True, yeah. It is good how you naturally alternate. Is that true? False. Ah, oh, I liked it. 
I'm really glad to have you here. Since being in Harry Potter, is it good? <laughs> Very good. Good question. Get to the heart of it. Is it good to be in Harry Potter? I can't complain, I've got to be honest with you. Um, What'd you get like, out of it, birds? Uh, Money? I think it's all been really good to us, really. Like, yeah? Had, yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's been ten years now. Ten years yeah, of it? It's really good. You're not even that ginger. I know, it's... No, well, I feel fucking mugged off by it, didn't you, Matt? Did I wanted a cut of ginger, lads. Did you start off as children in it, and now you've grown up? You're grown, they've grown, of course they've grown, they're not children, are they? That's yeah. a question you can use your eyes for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they look fairly young. They might have been ten years ago, they could have been ten. How old yeah. were you ten years ago, lads? We were 14 ten years ago. And how old was you, other twin? I was just a bit older than him. Bit older. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm the older one. Yeah, when you was in the womb, what was that like? Nice. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got a feeling that's why I'm, I'm really claustrophobic. Right, because of him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. <laughs> he's all his elbows getting yeah. in you. He's doing it now. Like. Yeah, he's elbowing you, just like back in the bloody womb. <laughs> hey, get a womb. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, do. You love each other, and that. Yeah, we're brothers. Like we like to. Slug each other up, obviously, but... Say there was a fight, like, he's having a fight, he's not doing well, do you lay into the other fella? I guess so, yeah. Have you both had Never it off been the... in that situation. Have you had it off the same bird? No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'd definitely want to do... If I was a bird, I'd do the Weasleys, wouldn't you? Have you ever done twins? Huh? Have you ever had twins? Me? Sisters, but not twins. Oh, you poor man. It was, I oh, know. I said, we'll just put the same hat on and we'll make do. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's all right, though. They've got different haircuts, though. That's good. Have you done You've that? You've chosen. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you was kids, did your mum, well, mama, I understand now. Did your mama dress you up, like, in the same little knitted costumes and that? Like Tweedledum and Tweedledee? No, no, never. Actually, the only um, clothes we had that was the same was our school uniform. Yeah, and that's everyone. So, yeah, so we kind of blended in with everyone the Hogwarts. else. Right? Hogwarts. And, and, uniform, and, and, yeah. and that one as well, yeah. Are either of you actually magic? Do you do some magic? Do you, can you do a bit? I can't do any, I've got to be honest with you. It's a drag, isn't it? What about the other oh. buggers, like little one and the magic one with a scar on his head? <laughs> Dan that's can, it. actually. Danny plays Harry, he's, he can do some like card Ooh, tricks and stuff. a little fucker. I know. And he's got about, I read in a paper, he's got about 10 billion quid or something. Has he? What's he gonna do with that? He looks a bit weird now, he sort of, he was a cute kid and he's grown into a weird man. <laughs> he looks like he might have a bath in milk, does he? <laughs> Doesn't he? But it's like Macaulay Culkin, I think if you're famous when you're a kid. You grow up like a veal calf. Yeah. <laughs> They all grow up like, like they've been in a little fame crate, a little blinking at the sun. <laughs> Russell Brand on Talk Sport. Have you read the books? Yeah. Do you have um, to? Well, I read the first four, and yeah. then I discovered they were on iTunes. Bit boring. So let Stephen Fry read it. Let Stephen Fry do it. I've said that oh. with everything. Just let Stephen, like someone go, Russell, clean a car. Let Stephen Fry do it. <laughs> He'll get round to it. Do you like to have Stephen Fry read your book? Mm. Not just read it, I mean read it out. Loud, read it yeah. out loud in a room. Yeah. I'd like it, yeah, when he had to read out the bits about sex and everything. It would sound all nice. I think he might be sick in his mouth. <laughs> Stephen Fry gargling up vomit, which is one of the sexy chapters. Actually, have you, you've got to do a talk, are you going to do a talking book version of it? What, like me? I'll just read you the book read out? You read the whole thing. All right. When, when? 
don't know. I thought, I'm asking. I thought well, you would have done me, that. You weighed into me. You ain't done the admin. <laughs> <laughs> Book a studio, I say, mate. I'll do it. I'll be there. <laughs> Let's ask some more questions of these lovely, handsome men. You grew up in Sutton Coldfield. You... Wow. <laughs> Which is the new Elvis. <laughs> in the... You grew up in Take That. In the films, Fred and George are school clowns. More interested in making jokes than studies, they are supremely popular among fans, and many of their jokes and pranks are legendary, both in the stories and in the real world. What? Did you do pranks in the real world? I done one once. It went well wrong. What did you do? Right. I well, yeah. I've just crossed over between worlds: the world of real world and the world of Forty Towers world. <laughs> And everything went all strange, didn't it, Matt? It did. I wasn't there, obviously. There was nothing to do with it. He was trying to relax. <laughs> Just everything went all nuts. There's a telephone there. We do St. Kelsey in a minute. Cheer us up. <laughs> this is a section, lads, that I like to call trees. Trees. I've just called it it then. Recently, the twins planted trees at the National Forest in Leicestershire. The wood that helped make the Harry Potter broomsticks were replanted by the boys. Is that true? It wasn't that recent. It was like eight years ago. It's quite recent, they're, they're, though, mate. They're, they're probably really big trees now, though. Think about dinosaurs ages ago. Think about trees eight years ago. It's barely the blinking of an eye. True, Something that yeah. was born that day would still only be little. If you kicked it or fucked it, you'd get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Nothing happened then, incidentally. Don't go, hold on, is that weird? It definitely isn't weird, is it, Matt? There's a lot of broomsticks to be made that's actually damaged the forest. Yeah. Why do you keep smashing down forests just for pretend magic? <laughs> What's think, Paul Daniels going to think? I don't Actually, they didn't ever, like, the, um, like, tree huggers and that didn't actually get really annoyed by it. The main thing what used to get, like, a lot of abuse was in the second film, they had a flying Ford Angular. <laughs> and the Ford Angular Appreciation Society really kicked off about it. They didn't appreciate it, no, no, ironically. Really off I think that, well, they, they went through about 28 cut, like... Custom, to make it... Custom, well, they got through 28 cars to shoot the movie. Well, it pissed them off. And they were saying there's only about 30 in the country of that estate, so... Um... Yeah, we'll get the other two. I'm just going to shit in them. <laughs> <laughs> we don't fucking care, mate. Yeah, it is a bit... I'm, I'm angry about that now, and I don't even know what a Ford Anglia is. <laughs> don't understand any of them words. Lads, thank you very much for joining us. Stay there for a while, because we're not prepared to let you go, because I've become attached to you sexually. Nick, give us a sport fact. You've been done bugger all since the lads have been here. <laughs> James and Oliver are rightly browned off. Um, at Manchester City's football club, Main Road, in mm. 1995, a bloke was banned from there because he used to take in chickens. And when, a goal, and, when a goal was, and when a goal was scored, he had them by the neck and used to run around like that with them. In 1995, he used the chicken as a sort of poultry rattle. Real chickens. I don't know, he's banned from there now. That's a mad fact, mate. I really enjoyed that. It's one of your best facts yet. Ever. That, my favourite fact was when you said Berbatov's a junkie. <laughs> but after that, it's like saying that people use live chickens as rattles. Mental. Time now for this bit of the local paper. To connect us to the Birmingham area, we like to learn about local things. A quick glance at the back of the Birmingham Express... What is this thing? Uh, mail. Birmingham Mail. The quick glance at the back of the mail, we've got options here. We could look at adult massage, mature lady, 
What's the point of ringing out a mature lady? Can I have a massage? Just grow up. All right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can ring up Psychic Tarot. Mr. Halifa, payments after results. Mmm, that turns me on as an option already. International healer and spiritualist. <laughs> International, he does these things. Any nation, he can go into it and do a, some spiritualism. Here is a man... That's good. Already, I like it. So he it. didn't write it. Someone else is presenting it. Yeah, he's like Mr. Halifa. I suspect he wrote this himself, Mr. Halifa. But he's very much writing it in the third person, I think, to add an air of authenticity and grandiosity. Here is a man who can help solve all your worries and destiny within days. Can't solve destiny. The nature of destiny is that it's absolute. Like, it is your destiny, unless you solve it, with Mr. Halifa. I can help with all kinds of social and psychological problems, including relationships, return of your loved ones, what? union or return, separation. Return of your loved ones? Yeah, I want my loved one back. Like that geezer could get his pigeon back, maybe. <laughs> Just buy a shoebox and stick it in a post. Solve that without troubling the supernatural world. I think he world. wants it back alive. Hmm? That's kind of the point. He wants it back alive. You could, like, all right, hold on. Uh, just put some, you know, bits and bobs in there. Lettuce. I'll find that keep thing alive for a while. <laughs> Bit of lettuce. Just don't let the RSPCA know. They're such warriors. <laughs> I can help with the return of your loved ones. Union or separation. Break or stop of unwanted marriage. I don't want this marriage. I want you to break it or stop it. You don't need Mr. Halifa. Just get divorced. Big mouth, big hair, big brand radio. What's he thinking, Mr. Halifa? Break or stop, unwanted marriage, court or immigration matters, sexual problems, anxieties and troubles, protections, break of curse, luck or affection, make business more successful, exams, etc. He can do everything, this geezer. Call today for 100% success and happiness tomorrow. Very rapid results, <laughs> guaranteed. He sounds like an angel, Mr. Halifa. He's a real-life Harry Potter. I call him Mr. Halifa Potter. He's got his phone number here, 012151. Now, obviously, I cannot make phone calls on the radio after what happened, can I? No, you can't. But the Harry Potter Harry twins... Potter boys can. <laughs> Jamie and Oliver, or as I like to call you, Ramsey, will you... Use this phone, please, to call up Mr. Halifa and... Hold on, what's the problem we're going to solve? The pigeon. No. We want that pigeon back. Also, they could blame each other. They've just got to change their hair. That's excellent. Right, and if the police... Because it turns out sometimes when you make a... Look, look oh, let me warn you. <laughs> you lads have done pranks. I've done pranks. Now, sometimes a prank, it goes a bit nuts, all right? And you have to go to prison for a bit. What you two can do, as Matt pointed out, is blame each other. You just say it were him, and you say it were him. No one will ever know it was. We're all witnesses. It was very confusing. We don't know. It was probably Jonathan Ross's fault. <laughs> That's how we do it, all right? Okay, and so that no one is individually culpable, we will all shout out the number together. Are you prepared to do that, James or Oliver? I am, yes. Brilliant. What, can I just ask, what is the full story? I missed half of it. It's what has happened, mate, is some fella from Dudley called uh, Darren Cubberley. It sounds like a lie, this, but it's honestly true. Darren Cubberley from Dudley lost his pigeon in Colombia. He wants it back now, but it can't be put in a shoebox because the RSP says cruel. Can Mr. Harry Potter Halifa help us, please? Okay. It's as simple as that. 
ringing. It's ringing. It's ringing. It's ringing. Why we we? It's called Mr. Halifa. We want to approach him. Hello, is that is that Mr. Halifa? Uh-huh. Uh, hello, I was, um, I'm really worried about my, my, uh, my pigeon. Um, it seems to have flown away from my home in Dudley. Um, and it's... You cunt bastard! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> well done, Harry Potter boys and Mr. Halifa! Why don't you phone him, Russ? Huh? You're done with Mr. Halifa. I don't know, I can't be arse ringing him. He's not very helpful, is he? I think you, I think you should have a go. He yeah. can't even handle a basic phone call. <laughs> What, mate? We would not trust Mr. <laughs> How dare you criticise West Ham United after what we've been through. Yeah, that can go and talk sport, can't it? Give us a sport fact, Nick. This would be quite good for local people who support Wolverhampton Wanderers. It is, actually a, it is actually a fact that they've collected the most yellow cards in the Premiership this season. <laughs> they've done what? <laughs> Most what in the Premiership? Yellow cards and joint top with red. With Are two. you sure that that ain't just their jerseys? <laughs> Could be no. just the orange hue. No, it was a fact. Thank you, it is a fact. Don't ever argue with Nick <laughs> when it comes to fact, because he's a fundamentalist when it comes to facts. Okay, so let's, uh, let's do some Q&As from the audience. Lift the lights and, spend, and send young Nick, sport fact man, into the audience with your microphone, and we'll take some question and answers from the audience before wrapping up this wonderful show. Off you go, sport fact man. Round of applause he makes his journey to you. If you've got a question, put your hand up and attract the attention of sport fact expert Nick. Don't touch him. He is better than us. He is a holy man, only to be regarded through loving eyes. Nick, if anyone touches you, I want you to go... <laughs> which I believe is an advert for little cartoon people. Right. I've just bought your book for 20 quid. Oh, well, done. I should have got it on Amazon for £9. It's not my fucking fault. You yeah, had the option. <laughs> you bastard. My question is... I'm not in I charge of the signed? Amazon. Can I get it signed? Ah, I don't know. Well, it depends if you're going to... Who do you want to sign it? You. Oh, well, that's <laughs> going to be tricky. Oh. <laughs> now, uh, I will oh, sign Matt. it. Now he's had his hair cut. He looks like... Hold okay. on, it's gone mad. Sport fact, Nick. <laughs> if anyone, if they start playing up, just kick someone in the neck. <laughs> just say it was a sport fact. People can't argue with that. If they're arguing about sports fact dogma, we can attack them in the windpipe. Uh, I don't know. I think I've got to go home. I don't feel very well. Oh. <laughs> okay, that is the end of the questions, and I think by virtue of that, ah, it is time to summarise this brilliant show with poet laureate of our nation, Mr. G. Dim the lights and let's listen to Mr. G, everyone. Coming straight from the Midlands in search of lost pigeons, with fraudulent wisdom mixed with wandering jism. Evil wonkers upon it, choosing booze or hot chocolate, whether you're beaten by a club, be it minty or orange. Putting twins in the mix with matching broomsticks, let's fulfill the remit with a sport fact from Nick. When all is said and done, and all is done and said, send your complaints to Mr. Halifa so he can piss us off when we're dead. Mr. G! Please thank all of our guests, James and Oliver Phelps. Round of applause, please. Sport fact, Nick! Round of applause, what amazing facts! Mr. G, of course, the wonderful Matt Morgan! <laughs>
This has been the Russell Brand Podcast on TalkSport. Radio that's branded for trouble. 100% fire brand, Russell Brand on TalkSport.